0: Hello, everyone, welcome to this episode of SRE Practitioner Series. I'm your host, Suresh GP. We are at episode number seven. Today, I have um, esteemed guest, Jeff Wozniak, currently the director of Site Reliability Engineering at Umbra. He's been an SRE in Santa Barbara, California, since 2015. Jeff started his SRE journey at Logic Monitor, carving a niche, writing tooling, and automation to solve operational problems. Since taking a director role at Amra in 2021, his focus has shifted to the problems of building platforms and reliable processes to scale the entire SRE function. Thanks, Jeff, for taking time today and being with us to share your insights of the SRE journey. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Suresh. Happy to be here. So give us a little bit of background on what really excites you on the SRE space. I know you've been there for a quite number of years now. So if you look back on your journey, what do you think has been your uh, experience so far on the SRE stint? Uh,
1: I've really enjoyed just the various opportunities to, to touch Various different parts of the technology of the business. Um, you know, I think one of the things with SRE is that it's such a there's such a broad array of topics that kind of are encompassed there. That you know, you can sort of pick your own adventure within that. You know, if you want to focus on automation, you can do that. If you want to write code, you can do that. If you want to just focus on hardware and infrastructure, you can do that. So, I think the thing that I really appreciate the most is just the flexibility and that there's always something new that you know, if I need a new challenge or I want to take on something else that that's, that's available within the space. And I've been fortunate to, you know, work with people in companies that, you know, have plenty of things to do and the opportunity for me to, to do those things. So I've just been enjoying, you know, learning and, and keeping interested.
0: Great. So, uh, kick starting off, um, how do you look at the cycle app engineering role in, um, legacy monolithic environments, because many of the people that I interact with across the globe think that SRE does a great job with cloud-native applications, but I tell them and insist them that the SRE principles and practices are still sound enough that we can apply it into the legacy environment. So what's been your experience and how do you look at the SRE role if an organization has got a large amount of legacy systems and infrastructure? How do you think the role is going to be um, helping
1: their organizations to move up? I, I think first and foremost, that kind of depends on the business and the goals of the of the specific situation. You know, some businesses may be monolithic and wanting to, you know, transfer and upgrade and move into the cloud. They may want to break into microservices. And so, you know, in kind of that situation you know, where there's a desire for change in the business, I think, you know, in addition to what people t- typically think of SRE, I think there's also just a large component of teaching and, and education, you know, to, to to really bring the business and, you know, where, wherever the engineering team might be, you know, to sort of translate that knowledge and those principles that SRE comes from to be able to run successfully in these other environments. So I think in those situations, it's at least as technical as it is social. On the other hand, you know, you maybe you're at a, at a older bank and you've got a mainframe or, you know, you're just not in a business that it makes sense to, you know, make these large changes to your infrastructure. And the SRE function is just to, you know, you're there to provide SRE to the existing monolithic architecture. And, you know, at that point, you know, who, who knows, I think that's extremely situationally dependent, but you can still apply a lot of those principles and there are even things without changing the overall architecture that SRE can provide to, you know, improve reliability and bring some of the you know more modern tooling and designs to that. It may not be, you know, changing that into a microservice architecture, but you can still build, you know, automation and reliability and all of these things, you know, within a monolithic architecture.
0: Right. And many of the people that I've seen um, still seem to be struggling um, beyond monitoring, right? I mean, think about your app monitoring or info monitoring. Uh, while there's a lot of emphasis on observability, people just uh, find this observability a, a completely a misleading one because uh, they they still are struggling to find out how observability will play a role um, in the kind of the distributed uh, environment that we operate on. So, um, how do you um, suggest for someone who's got the basic you know the gold four golden signals of monitoring in place? Um, how do they step up their game towards the observability part? Where do they start? how do they uh, what are the prerequisites and what they need to focus upon uh, in the observability space?
1: i think I think mindset is is a big is a big component of that, and just really understanding what observability means to you and your platform and and what is actually important you know i I, th- I think it's very easy to to have a, be, there's kind of two extremes, uh, that are probably neither that great. You know, it's very easy to say, I want to collect every single piece of data emitted. I want, you know, I want to instrument everything. And, you know, I just have a, an entire lake of metrics or on the other hand, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're not quite there. You don't, you don't see the value and observability and, you know, it's okay for you, for your customers to tell you that you're down. Uh, hopefully that's not, uh, you know, that's kind of on the extreme bad practice of SRE, but, you know, there's uh, under collection is the other side of the spectrum. And I think in, in, in order to, to, to really do monitoring and observability well, you have to know your system to know what's important and what, what, the, what the extremely powerful signals are through all the noise. Um, otherwise, you know, if you're collecting all this data, it can be hard to pick out what's important and display and surface the right data at the right time. I think that that also kind of can tend to lend itself to alert fatigue. You know, if you're, if you're collecting all this, you know, all this data, you have it, you, you want to alert on it, right. Maybe, you know, maybe not, but you know, the, the temptation there is, is much stronger. Um, And so, you know, I, I, I like to, I like to keep a strong focus on what's the, what's the minimum amount of observability that I need to have to feel comfortable with the system. And, you know, maybe that's not going to be 100% coverage, nobody's going to get there, whether you're, you know, full blown alert fatigue, or you're not collecting anything, but it gives you a solid platform that you can feel confident going to sleep at night that you're going to get paid if something goes wrong. And if something falls through the cracks, you know, that's, the, that's kind of the nature of what we're doing, you know, make make a mistake, but don't make the same mistake twice, you know, you then you know, very clearly, you know, you can go back and you know, I need to shore up my my monitoring and my observability. And, you know, in, in, in in this particular capacity or for this specific scenario. And so, you know, you you kind of get uh, the very broad, you know, low fidelity at the beginning. And then as you understand where you need more resolution, you can kind of build it in. And I think, you know, kind of of taking that informed approach uh, has has worked well for me.
0: Right. And it's also, um, a lot of the tool vendors have brought in that level of sophistication. Do you think that um, we need to do some level of prep before we get into the tools approach of it. What would you say um, um, when we start using some of those tools for observability purposes?
1: I think you know. I, I think that kind of you know, similar to the metrics, you know, having too many tooling options can also potentially lead you astray or you know, tempt you to, you know, maybe there's a you know, there's a big push for you know AI and you know, anomaly detection. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a, I, I think that's a great target to get to. I think it, it really makes sense conceptually. I think that, you know, I, I think that it's hard for as, as humans, especially as engineers, to kind of like let go of that hard control of I want to set these thresholds and I don't want to, I don't want to trust that, you know, this algorithm is going to, is going to do the right thing. So I think there's a some level of trust there that needs to be developed. And I think there's probably also, a decent bit of maturity that, that needs to happen in that space. Um, but, you know, again, a, a, a tool is only as good as the, as the person who's, who's using that tool. So I think it, it all goes back to, you know, make, making sure that you have your priorities straight and you know what you're trying to accomplish and then choosing the tools to meet those goals rather than, you know, having having the tools drive what you're actually doing in your prem.
0: And the next question is, people uh, tend to compare between DevOps and SRE. So from your perspective, what's the level of maturity do you think an organization should have from a DevOps uh, standpoint for SRE to take off? Um, Is there any kind of uh, principle guidelines towards the pipelines and orchestration that you would need before we even start thinking about reliability and resilience?
1: I have a, a, a bit of a fortunate and unique perspective on kind of that topic. I had the you know the great fortune when I came to Umbra uh, early in 2020 to you know inherit a total greenfield startup. So I I started with an empty AWS account and was able to sort of build everything from there. And you know cu- coming you know cu- coming to the infrastructure and the design, you know, with SRE at the at the very beginning, I think really allowed us to lay a solid groundwork and foundation for, you know, the, n- not only the way that the, the system is designed, but, you know, the processes and the team structure. So I think that, you know, at a certain point the, the earlier you can, you know, start applying these principles, you know, the less technical debt and the less refactoring you're going to have to approach down the line. Uh, you know, not everybody is that fortunate, you know, not all companies start out, you know, in the, you know, in the, in the 20 teens and are able to, You know, just just there's people out there inheriting infrastructure and systems all the time, and so you know I I think that there's no time like the present to start applying these principles. If you're if you're at a point in your business where you're hiring an SRE team, hopefully that's something that's important to you, and you know you want to you want to invest in change, and so whether or not your DevOps practices evolve to a certain point by then or not, it would seem that the directive is to get there, and so you know whatever the state is. If you're if you're looking for SRE, you know it's time to get your hands dirty and do that work. Whether you're starting at point zero or you know you're starting with a company that's been around for twenty years, I think that you know there's there, there's benefits to be had from SRE no matter what level of maturity you're at.
0: Sure. In terms of, um, I saw you hiring a lot of SRE uh, engineers and others. So, what kind of skill sets do you look out for someone to fit in the belt of being an SRE? What kind of things? Because it's always a very interesting question to understand from your everybody's perspective in the way that you apply it in your own context of the organization
1: sure i i think that i think that personality is a is a huge part of hiring for sre uh, i'm not sure you know about the the broad experience but for me that's always been either e- either the the focus of hiring in in interviews or if not, you know, that tends to become the focus after hiring somebody really quickly if you don't get the right mindset. And so I think far more important than any technical still is, is having, is having the, the mindset of, you know, what you're doing is important that, you know, your customers matter and that your your actions have real world consequences and there's urgency tied to these things. Um, I read recently earlier this week, actually uh, preparing to for this talk, Suresh, uh, I found a, a great. Uh, blog by uh, datawire um, about the, the topic was you know site reliability versus platform engineering and there's a really good section in there about kind of the, the different mindsets and mentalities for those the, the two disciplines and what makes one successful in one versus the other. And I thought not only was it very interesting but it was very accurate in that you know a good solid SRE you know loves troubleshooting. they love getting down into the weeds, the details, you know they love the rush of you know there's an outage, let's let's go you know we, we got to get the lights back on kind of thing and you know platform engineers tend to be more you know more like software engineers you you want to you want to work in leisure you don't want to be stressed you know you're designing something you know for everybody else to use and it's you know it's just kind of a different vibe but I think that it's I think that it's very accurate if you don't have if you don't like feeling that rush it's going to be much harder for you to feel that sense of urgency in the moment when your data center is down and so I think that I think there's something very fundamental about personality types and really being successful and thriving in the role.
0: Excellent. That's a great point in terms of uh, uh, differentiating between a platform, engineers, and other stuff. So if I'm not wanting to be on an adrenaline every day, I would probably want to rethink whether I don't want to play the role of an SRE or not because at the end of the day, uh, you should enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, uh, you might have the greatest of technical skills, but you're not enjoying your role. Then you're going to be at your best to deliver uh, value. Absolutely great on so um, so my final question would be, based on your experience, what do you think are some of the lessons that you have really, what you've learned that uh, we would like to uh, you know, um, communicate to this community? Uh, what has worked, what has not worked? Some of the lessons learned throughout your journey, right? With all your constraints that you have played around, what's been your greatest learning and lessons learned that you could share with our viewers?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's a whole handful of uh, little things here and there, you know, that I like to say and repeat, but I think, you know, some toward, toward the most important is, you know, maybe it's the business atmosphere, maybe it's, you know, SRE generally, but I think that sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. And there's always, you know, this driver, whether it's, you know, internally or externally, you know, from sales or product or, you know, where, wherever else that may come from, you know, to to just get stuff out the door. And I think, you know, I, I think everybody has kind of had that experience and, you know, recognizes on its face that that, you know, can be kind of, you know, short sighted. And, you know, that's how you incur technical debt and you cut corners and you end up, you know, two or three years down the line, you've got this system that everybody hates. And it's just a, a, a time suck on everybody to to maintain, you know, nobody really wants to maintain it, but it's, providing this functionality that you can't get rid of where, you know, maybe it, if you had taken the time or, you know, been able to, to pause and, you know, really think about it and architect that well, you know, in, in the first place, you would have all these free resources down the line to do other things, to accelerate and move things faster. So I think that, you know, s- scaling is such a big topic, you know, for SRE, you know, that's kind of a day-to-day concern, but I think that there's a lot more to scaling than just, on the specific technical side of things. There's a lot more that can scale, you know, from the SRE, but also, you know, SRE helping to, you know, scale the business, you know, more greatly, whether it's, you know, looking at a more platform-based mindset to SRE so that, you know, your developers can scale within your platform without having additional dependencies or, you know, by by being smart about how you're implementing things and freeing up more resources for the business that allows you to just scale the SRE function more generally because you have more bandwidth and it's easier to automate things because you know you're you're thinking three steps ahead and you know you know what is going to kind of need to be in place for all these things to play together so i think you know keeping that bigger picture mindset and kind of the longer game in place i think will hopefully you know given <laughs> given the right environment around you you know we'll we'll buy a, a little bit of space and realize you know take a, take a breath, slow down a little bit and and think about what you really want to do here. Uh, I, I think is not a very technical answer, but I think that, you know, everybody's, everybody's technology stack is different, but everybody's role is, is so similar. And so I think that those are the kind of things that cut across everywhere rather than, you know, set, set the setting on your compiler or something like that.
0: And I think the future for uh, SRE looks bright. What do you think? It's, uh, it seems to be everybody's uh, ramping around to get the right SREs and other stuff. So, do you see the future of SRE being bright? And what did you th- what did you tell for someone who's uh, aspiring to be an SRE based on these uh, conversations that we are having?
1: I think I, I, I think the future is bright. Um, you know, I think that there's a large component of businesses out there that could benefit you know, their, their business and their product from a stronger IT presence, whether that's software development or even, you know, just, just powering the way that they're running their business more efficiently that, you know, the, the number of businesses that need engineers and SRE is, I think is only going to, you know, explode as the, as the cost and complexity of entry, you know, gets lower. So I think that there's just going to be more and more need for that going into the future. And, you know, for, for people that are thinking about going into SRE, you know, going back to personality, you know, you, you really have to, I think the first thing is to really understand what it, what it's going to take from you and personality wise, is it a good fit? You know, do you, how how do you feel about getting woken up at 3am and potentially having to, you know, troubleshoot an outage for the next six hours? You know, if that's not, if that's just something that's totally off the table for you, it's probably not the right career, but if that, you know, if, if that excites you in, in some way, then, you know, put 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 the work in, learn the skills that what you need, and you know, you're never going to have any any shortage of you know companies and roles that are looking for someone who you know wants to get down in there and and make things good for their customers, help the business scale. You know, I think that I think that that's the most important thing.
0: Excellent, thank you so much, uh, Jeff, for spending um, your valuable time today and sharing your insights about different facets of SRE and and your journey through that. I'm. Sure, that our viewers will uh, find it very um, uh, inspiring, and uh, we'll will stay uh, connected on that. Uh, any, uh, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to reach out to you and share some ideas around uh, SRE?
1: Uh, probably my LinkedIn. Uh, I should have a better. I, I should know it off the top of my head. Let me uh, let me find out what my LinkedIn link is. Sure. Uh. Wozniak Jeff is my, is my LinkedIn. I can, uh, I'll send you the link Suresh.
0: We'll put that up in the, in the episode as we speak around, but it's been a delight, uh, Jeff, uh, having this, uh, having you at the practitioner uh, series and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you sometime physically uh, in the years to come. Right. And thank you so much for your time again.
1: Sure. Thanks for reaching out Suresh. It was nice talking to you.